saw the fabricant who's like a digital fashion company they're doing a live q a and this was a statement related to a lot of things i've seen if we're talking fashion industry but said will physical fashion become obsolete now i want to caveat that with some other headlines that i've seen so one being <laughs> david jones the department store australian department store sold itself for 150 million apparently they're owned by woolworths which i had no idea but they sold to private investors and it's being called a christmas bargain Apparently, it's a much lower price of sales price than what they purchased for by Woolworths. Yeah, I remember which... spending my first 150 million. That was <laughs> that was crazy. Was, I bought a bargain as well. Yeah, a Christmas bargain. Yeah. I'm looking for a 150 mil Christmas bargain. I can bargain. totally relate to this conversation. Yeah. Third point, which we can then have a discussion about the broader. This is the, the macros, but like Shein, you know, the fucking algorithmic fast fashion company, was. Ugh, awful but there was a, a report posted by money.co.uk and i did not see it there are certain days she were like absolutely devastated by Shein being voted or not voted ranked the brand of the year which is awful by, by money.co.uk i'm assuming via data of who course. the fuck is money.co.uk <laughs> i don't fucking know i saw it on days okay but not the point the point is that i agree like i have seen the amount of Shein that exists in op shops is fucking terrifying because the things that the life cycle for trends vibe shifts whatever the fuck you want to call them is that small that like you're purchasing based on seeing something which is getting made by an algorithm by the way it's getting sent to you direct to consumer and then you are already over it to the point it's still new you haven't worn it and it's going straight to the op shop that's fucked and that's kind of where it's at so the concern i mean they've done these pop-ups around the world i think they're doing one soon i saw it on like a job seeking website that was like they're looking for casuals to work at the pop-up mm-hmm. and they get lines down the street this is how much people have killed even when we we're on the farm like the girlies were buying stuff machine because first of all the price points like if you want to get look cute and look like your favorite influencer or celebrity at a bargain price because you don't have much mm. Income. The edge closer to the dystopian world yeah and i get it though like having access like i op shopped because i didn't have the access i, I bought fast fashion when i was younger it was a different kind of fast fashion, but that was what it was accessible. So I completely understand that side of things, but it's like for it to get top brand of the year, like again, there's functional fashion and then there's like aspirational fashion. It surpassed, I mean, I'm assuming this is all data points that has like ranked this. It's not a subjective take yeah. from any kind of tastemaker. It's not like Vogue or GQ. Yeah, another example yeah. of irresponsible adults just doing nothing good for the generations behind them. Good <laughs> yeah, bunch, well, good yeah, well, it's fucked. I mean, it's not even adults because it's just fucking machines doing it. If you don't understand how Shein works, essentially it scrapes the internet for trends that are happening probably on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever, and then goes straight from the scrape to a machine that then produces, like, produces the garments and then sends them out. They do have, like, people working there. Apparently the working conditions are shit. That's how that lands in your hand. And, you know, like, that's how they cut out the costs. So if you don't understand what's going on here, the costs are the reduced labor and reduced lead time and logistics and all that shit, and that's why it's so cheap. Yeah. And then I could only imagine the waste that's coming out of it. But the point is, the, the three points here are, one, the facts are people are shopping more than that you know, people are shopping less at this moment in time with the fucking economy or whatever, but they are shopping more than ever online and places like Shein can thrive even above like some of the most legacy brands in the world are ranking from a data perspective. I assume it's data money.co.uk strikes me as a data heavy institution, but like that's what's going on. The human behavior is people are fucking shopping like shit right now. That's it. And then the next point is that there is 
a conversation happening in like the digital fashion world that there is a potential that physical fashion become obsolete. This is again up to us to discuss what the fuck obsolete even means. And then the third point is that another retail habit in Australia is that David Jones is obviously struggling department stores. I can imagine that like you could apply that across the board with not every department store, but like the traditional model of department stores and malls. Like you can see when you go to the mall, it's not what it used to be. It's not like the early 2000s, like glory days of the mall, the 90s, the mall rats. What the fuck's going on in there? Curation's all over the place. Like I would say that the areas that are still popping are like food courts, cinemas, experiences, but like shops, I don't personally shop in store like that unless I'm like specifically going to get something or when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. but like going to like flagship stores and department stores and stuff when I'm overseas because like, you know, it's part of the, the sport. And again, it comes back to experience. I think malls are just asking to be innovated. Like it would take one smart cookie with a lot of money to come through and completely reinvigorate what the mall experience could be because again people want i think it's about tapping into what the feeling of being in the mall was back in the day or whatever and and it's about tapping back into that now and and stop being blindsided by the fact that maybe people won't buy more stuff in the shops and you know you can't compete with the online the online shopping world and the selection and the speed and the convenience so it's like okay you're not going to win that battle. So but also the overheads. Like it does. Yeah, so figure, it, so figure out a way to make that experience better. People aren't going to come to the mall just to go to one stupid little char time and then hang in some weird brand activation and then go sit on Santa's lap and then be like, that was awesome. Like, give them more. Like, don't make arcades so expensive. Like, you got to make cooler things more frictionless. Otherwise, kids and young teens and young adults don't want your stupid shit like they don't want your dumb <laughs> they don't want your dumb game they don't want your dumb activation they don't want your little thing they want stuff that they want so give it to them and then you're going to get them they're going to hang around well if you think they're about gonna it remember you. i have seen a, a change in like the stuff that's popping up so like out in the deep suburbs they've popped up with a new woolies and my mom was really excited about it. she's like i've never been this excited about a shopping center but what she was excited about two things she was excited about was there's a new woolies in closer proximity to any of the others any of the other supermarkets because you're always going to need to buy food and then she's like i hope there's a cafe in there and those were the two things and that's all she wanted from the mall yeah it was a place to go meet her friends and then buy the functional things that she needs and i would say yeah. like i said before teenagers or young people what i used to do was hang out at the food court hang at the cinemas hang out at the arcade hang around yeah make things less expensive like incentivize like build the build membership systems or do something that Going to the arcade, I don't even know what arcade, I've no, like, don't even think I've been to an arcade in the last five years, but I guarantee it's not cheap. I guarantee, just like everything nowadays, it's like, you used to be able to play pinball, I'm sure, in the 70s for like a dollar or something, or a cent, <laughs> a, a penny, <laughs> nice. I don't know. We've got an economist in the house. But all this shit was cheap and fun and easy, now it's just like hard and you've got to get a card and you've got to get a membership and you've got to sign up and it's like oh god like make it simple like make things easier like these programs and these and then there's cops and then there's literal police and then there's everyone's ruining it for everyone everyone's just so everyone's a narc everyone's like tattletailing on each other and it's like oh my god don't get me started on the cinema like <laughs> like who doesn't love seeing a movie on the big screen dude i fucking Everyone. love the cinema experience who, it's expensive as shit who wants to pay fucking 25 bucks for a ticket plus snacks it's like yeah you, inflation like, is a bitch. this is a 50 you're forking out 50 bucks for, per person for the full experience 
to see some dumbass movie. Like, yeah, I mean, let's not lie. Let yeah, me see some fucking. You want me to see the new Marvel bullshit? Like, blah blah blah. Make it cheap, so I don't have to take an L on working my dumb job to go make the money to afford this. Like, you have to figure out a way to alleviate the pressure, or people once again are going to stay at home, be on the cheap screens, doing the cheap option. And they're not going to come to your bullshit. Well, this so is where you figure have to out a way as to a marketer, not like as my sole identity, but having like identify as a marketer and understanding the fucking human behavior of this. You can do all this sparkly shit, but it does come down to like accessibility, right? Like yeah. if I have X amount of money, it's a share of wallet. Like if I have $50 and I had subscribed to five streaming services yeah. with no contracts, or I could go to one day at the movies, is the movie experience even making it like it's probably more than 50 bucks when you think about like getting there and parking and all that shit mm. it's like is it worth it like you know maybe if you're like going on a date or some shit yeah exactly. you know if there was a purpose, it used to it used to be a, it used to be like let's say it was like gold bronze silver ranking system right going to the movies was like i would say a bronze or a silver it's like exciting but it's not like you might do it actually a few times a month or whatever or like now it's like i would say it's a gold it is like a big cost and you mm. might do it once a month if you're lucky, but you're probably going to do it once every two months. The reason is so simple. It's so obvious, but people are so, they're so have, they have to dig deeper and go, what does this mean? Like, is the, is fashion going to go digital? Like all these weird analysis how about you just look at the price and you look at the fact that people don't want to spend the money on that and you figure out a way to fix it and you'll probably see it. Usually the simplest answers just require the simplest solutions. And... Look, I will say that like the ha- behavioral change that's happened when you take, you can't undo, you can't go backwards in a way that like you can't go, let's like bring them back. Like maybe you can tap into nostalgia, but like, first of all, I have a nostalgic view on them all because I had like so much of my youth there working at retailers and going there and hanging out, like being a suburban mall rat was like part of my identity. And like the, I yearn for that, but I go to the mall and I'm like, this is trash this is not what it used to be it's not glamorous you know even going to like ones that are overseas mm, you know in the philippines it's functional like they need to go there because you can get everything and it's in aircon it's really hot and it's like destination i mean it's, it's one of those things that are manufactured for places that don't really have much nature or like things going on you know what i mean like the suburbs were kind of built around things like warehouses malls locations that were man-made because they need to move people out so you can't have everyone living there you know that's the kind of general overview of like why malls exist but like outside of that even just retailers like it's really expensive to have stores and the problem is when people go fully online then these stores can't exist in these infrastructures and you go there and what the fuck is going on with this curation like it's only chains of like pretty trash stuff and then function so it's like yeah going back to what my mom said about that particular woolies popping up like I can see more malls existing that are just like those small ones. More smaller infrastructure where there's, there's the most functional things in like different suburbs so it becomes accessible. You know, almost separating that. I think separating those kind of two things is a smart move. Having more entertainment zones. So like I've seen it happening in these places that are, like Dandenong as an example is like similar to Parramatta where they're trying to make it another little city. So it's like they have more outsized places. They've made like a big skate park in like Noble Park where mm. there's the pool and the but other no, station. no one, I feel like no one's super serving people anymore. Everywhere you go, 
there's a few exceptions. Like maybe if you go to a nice family-run restaurant or like, you know, the occasional shop, whatever, but no one is super serving the customer. They're just, everywhere you go feels like you're getting ripped off. And I, I get it. I think that there's a squeeze on people and business owners to be that way. But if you just super serve people in a way that makes them feel appreciated and like they're not getting ripped off. And even if you just, just knock off a little bit, instead of charging me extra for oat milk, how about you just say oat milk's free and make it known. I'm going to go, that's cool. Maybe I'll come back. I'll come back again. All of a sudden you've got me for life. And now I'm paying, this is the thing, I think. And now I'm paying you, instead of once a week, $5.70 for my coffee, I'm paying you three times a week. You're giving me free oat milk, but you're getting three more purchases out of me. It's like, think about human psychology and all this and not just, oh, that's a dollar extra. Oh, that's 50 cents extra. Oh, you can't have a napkin. Oh, you can't have this. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, I can't have a napkin anymore. Like, <laughs> have you noticed napkins are now, <laughs> yeah, we're removing long. free napkins. Like, how about you just... You know what the worst part is? Give me one napkin. You can give it to me, and I get it. You don't want me to just have access to all the napkins because I'll probably take them all. But <laughs> give me one. Don't make me ask for the napkin. This is some crazy. You know what's bullshit about all of this, right? Because when you actually understand how a business operates, and it is about those P&Ls and bottom lines, and I understand it's hard for business owners as well. Not corporations, but specifically like small businesses. I get it. You need to save what you can. Yes. All these perishables and yeah. all these little like add-ons add up mm -hmm. but, but the worst is when people then try to fucking greenwash that shit by being like it's for sustainability that's why we're not giving you that because it's like bullshit like you don't give yeah. a fuck about sustainability Look, give me my not, napkin <laughs> we're not living in a hanky society at this point <laughs> as far as i can say i don't want to use my clothes and um, you know you do that sometimes it's not fucking sugar unless yet. we're like, all unless we're having a referendum in australia to remove napkins and everyone must have one hanky on their, <laughs> on their person then like mr hanky is not mr hanky is a bad reference because you know what mr hanky is that's south park exactly that's a shit show here's to you business owners just think about the way you'd want to be treated they don't have a square to spare. Spare a square because if you're serving me a sandwich, even a coffee, I need <laughs> one square minimum. Please. Minimum. Don't don't give me this bullshit. If you're serving me a luxa or some kind of guaranteed slurp food, like I need something. Don't just don't. one. We will be. And also, don't without... remove it and then not mention it. Like it's the way that they've removed it. And they're not even Ooh. putting up a little sign being like, need a napkin? Just ask us. Like, you're just <laughs> removing it. And now I'm here being like... It's rubbery. I'm like dripping. Like, my, I'm... You covered in luxa. Like, this, humans are just fucking each other over. And it's just like, come on, guys. Just get in the cut. Think about ways that you can make people happy. Conspiracy theory. They take away the napkins so they can bring them back. So then you're like so happy that the napkins are there so and like lame. that's the value proposition it's like make them miss it and then bring it back you know no. like one of those specials where they're like home and away is over just kidding it's back on a different platform the yeah, Kardashians are over it. it's back on a different platform i get it big ones for me oat milk soy milk almond milk all that shit make it free yeah and i don't want to pay 50 psychologically there's a psychologically proven if you say to the person oh i'm gonna make that free for you or that's on the house they will feel so stoked 
and then they'll be like, one, they're getting this thing for free. Two, you're letting them know that you've done it for them. So they're going to be like, I like this person. I trust this person. All of a sudden, $5.80, $6.20, whatever it is for the, for the drink seems like nothing because they're stoked. You can even inbuild the price of the milk into the price and then say it's free and then you're going to get more repeat customers as opposed to this weird like punishment for me not being on the tee. You know what literally. this reminds me of? It reminds me of when Froyo started like trending or whatever, right? So like Froyo became oh, yeah. the way. Oh, per gram. Like, oh, man, that was brutal. You'd be charging like, per hell gram yeah, these toppings. Per 100 gram. <laughs> Like, like, what am I going to... Hands up if you pay $20 by accident for a Froyo with toppings. Like, that's Like, bullshit. to leave an eating experience feeling bad is just... That's just crazy. I mean, you know who does? Like, Boba does actually do this too. And somehow... I, I, I'm not pilled by Boba like that, but I've seen the way that people just casually chuck out a $15 order. Mm, Boba's expensive. Boba is expensive. And then you get all the add-ons. are like... I do like the customization of it all, mm-hmm. but it's the way that it's like you don't... You're getting that empowered, and you're getting a rush out of all these like mm. modifications that you can do without really thinking about like you're actually paying for those. They're not a benefit. You're actually just getting upsold, thinking you have choice when really there's another you're just getting whipped. there's another behavioral psychology thing with that that I just thought about, and I think it's called the IKEA effect. But it's this idea of if you build something yourself, you're going to value it more, mm. and that's the thing with boba and chai time and all that shit. And I think they've done that with the marketing as well. Is if you're building your Stacy, you know, and they literally put your name on it. So, like, what's your name? So, it's this, like, Stacy's drink. So, it's, like, your little passion fruit green tea with mango pearls and less ice and more sugar and all that shit. Because you've made it customized to you, it's, like, yours. I think that's smart because then you're willing to pay more for this thing because you built it yourself. And then... Well, who invented it? Was it Starbies? Like, I feel like Starbies was the one um, that was the original, like, customization. Yeah. I'll probably, it's, yeah, I reckon they were one of the first. But I think it's smart because you're willing to really just, like, take the L on the price, which is pretty crazy. You get all these customizations, but it's yours. It's got your name on it. And I think that's that's why people love it and it's kind of yeah, like an, it's like an identity thing so yeah it's like i can't afford a house but i can afford 700 boaters yeah it's like i'm proud of my order which is pretty funny yeah you want to flex on people it's like i'm a ice marcher kind of guy yeah pearls pearls not your thing oh you want you want <laughs> yeah no, chuck up the order giving away, i'm not giving away my order. all right so here we, here's the point we did talk heavily about the state of retail we talked heavily about them all but Let's answer the question mm-hmm. and let's not spend too much time because I might fucking off myself. But will physical fashion become obsolete? You're mm-hmm. shaking your head. I've told you about this before. They can't see you. You're going to I was letting you finish the sentence. No. <laughs> and why not? Because we are physical people and we don't live in we don't live in space. We don't live in time and space. We live in like no. Much like the boba drink. You need things for your identity, you need things for your functionality. I would argue that half the world is already wearing ugly clothing anyway. So it doesn't <laughs> matter to them. So they could just wear blanks, whatever they already are. But for a lot of people, fashion is expression, identity, utility, whatever. So I think I don't even understand what that point is. You know what I will say about that, though? I think if we're talking specifically about aspiration, if things are so expensive that you can't afford to buy designer clothes or aspirational aesthetics, like, you know, you don't have the resourcefulness to know that you could buy it secondhand or whatever. If that's where it's at, and let's say 
people that are very heavily on the internet are like, I want to flex on my fucking post or whatever, then yes, I could see it being a situation where because of affordability, it's more affordable to like wear a digital garment in a photo because no one can fucking tell anyway. I've done that where I've worn something once and then it just sits on the rack. And thank God I operate in the resale space and I don't like drop bags on clothes anyways. Like, but like, it does make sense from a very tactical perspective. Let's say you're, you're rich. Oh, maybe not rich. Like you're moderately rich and you just don't have the space to have like a million outfits, but you need to be posting all the time. That makes sense. I don't think that much like you said, it's like we operate in the physical world, like whether we're plugged into the internet or not, you know, you have to think about the matrix here. It's like, we're not out here wearing like onesies and just like dressing our avatars alone like my avatar let's say when i was playing roblox my avatar kind of looked like the real me and my avatars online you know i think about the metaverse as a concept to be like just me being on the internet and existing in the real world like it's one holistic world i don't have one preference for one or the other but like i'm not going to run around naked and then mm. only have clothes in my avatar that's fucking like how much of a simp are you for your avatar i think if only there was... your avatar has nice clothes and you're wearing nothing i think if there was no financial incentive for brands and for the corporate world to capitalize on this, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Much like everything, these echo chambers of this is going to be the next thing, this is this. It's like, no, it's not. The only incentive to generate this echo chamber to create this conversation is to then get more investment out of more venture capitalists. It's all done not thinking about what's going on in the real world. It's all just done on this idealistic, people think it's like, utopian world and it's not utopia it's just some bullshit that people are just trying to make money off and everyone is trying to find their gold rush moment and that's what this is it's another digital fashion nfts all this stuff there is functionality within it and i think the conversations are interesting but making sweeping statements like this are only to provoke the next venture capitalist to wake up and get out their wallet and go oh my god I'm late. I need it here. Here's $5 million. And but that's like, the thing you have to ask. This it's like is... it's none of it is for the right reason. And I think every time you hear these things, just take a step back, find the good and the interesting in the statement and then remove all the bullshit and then go, cool. That's what I'm going to move on with and learn from. My advice is don't get wrapped up in the hype of it all because it's only to make the next guy way richer than you. And that's just how it goes. If you ever catch me like running around naked, but like my fucking Roblox avatar is dripped, I fully like entered the fucking matrix. Please like call some help. I have not arrived there. Like I haven't been playing Roblox this year. Never since I've been more active in the real world. I can't see a world where there would be no functionality of fashion. Maybe if they're talking about aspirational like designers and stuff like that, you know, obviously the sustainability conversation comes in, but like, you know, if we're going to get really into the sustainability conversation, you got to also have to think about the impact of the internet and where the fuck these like servers are housed. Like it's not like we're all, none of it is perfect, bro. We've gone so fucking far. Mm. Burn it all to the ground or shut the fuck up. Like that's kind of where we're at. I think it's important to trying to be ethical as much as possible, but like to actually believe you're in bullshit to think that you're like doing the right thing. You can be trying to do the right thing and can be trying to do better, but to think that anything we could do could undo it completely is yeah. like absurd. Like it's yeah, not possible. Call, call your parents, call your best friends, tell them you love them, do some real shit in your life, get out, get your head out of your ass, like stop worrying about this stuff. There are bigger and more important things to worry about than this stuff. Like 
I'm not saying don't have free thought and think about the future, but this stuff is not going to make you happy. This is going to make you sad and it's going to negatively affect the world. Let's not try and get to this to this sort of dystopia too quickly, guys, because... Yeah, I would, like, let's get there after my lifetime, please. Yeah. I'm already traumatised by the internet. Go cook a nice meal, go take some drugs, go dance, go for a jog, yeah, if you want to be like, swim. Go... You want to be wholesome and you want to be a yeah. good person and just take some mushrooms. They're natural, guys. Like, you pick them, off, pick them out of the cow shit or whatever. Yeah, they're great. We're not doing any um, danger. They help, for, they help with depression. <laughs> yeah, they're microdosing. Aubrey um, Plaza just said that. Yeah, they're microdosing. As, um, as a co-sign that you might need, but I can tell you that it's helpful for that. 